Um, to me, this psalm is, is a testimony of, of God, uh, God's work in the history of his people. And, um, and that's powerful. And I think because of what's going to happen in, in the body of this psalm, the psalmist can begin with praising the Lord. Um, it's one of those things where if you ever have a feeling of thankfulness to God, uh, if you've ever like paused and like, wow, I just, just really thankful. Typically it's because, um, you've reflected and some thoughts of, of the past, um, some nostalgia maybe. And, um, and then a realization of where you are right now. Uh, it's, it's kind of a journey. Uh, typically it's not like, uh, a flood of emotion that just comes in an instant. It, it's a process for us to, to be like, wait a second. I'm, I'm just really thankful right now. Um, and, um, and, and typically you can explain why, you know, other emotions, um, you know, anger or, um, you know, even happiness or sadness or, um, other emotions. It's sometimes it just, it floods you and, and you can't even describe why, or you can't explain why. Um, but thankfulness, typically there's that journey and, and that's what's happening here. I, I believe. And so he can praise God, proclaim his name, sing to him, you know, glory, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Um, reminds me of an old uh, vineyard song, which I loved. Um, look to the Lord. And then verse five, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, his judgments. And so it's a big testimony, but, uh, what, what impresses me the most is, um, I want to start at verse 28 all the way down to 28. Um, he sent, and this is from the NIV. He sent darkness and made the land dark for had they not rebelled against his words, question mark. So I, I thought the opposite, like what if they had obeyed? You know, if they hadn't rebelled, since they rebelled, this is this is what happens. And he goes down the plagues, and it's just just an impressive list of suffering and judgment and darkness and pain. But had they not rebelled against his words, maybe none of this had happened. Um, and that led me to another thought of uh, rebellion, obedience, and that process. What causes us to obey? What causes us to rebel? And I think a lot of times, at least for me, you know, I may rebel and not obey God because um, I can't figure it out, right? So let's say he asks me to go to Africa, you know, I want you to move and go to Africa. And I think my first thoughts, like any natural person would be like, wait, okay, how's this going to work? Like, what if I do this? Should I do this? It's, you know, what about my housing? What about, you know, finances? What about this? And so based on all my calculations, it's like, okay, this is not going to work yet. I'm, you know, convinced or convicted that that's where God wants me to go. And so, uh, unless I, you know, my personality and temperament, it's like, unless I figure it out, um, I, I may or may not obey. But then you look at the examples of scripture and it's like, they obeyed first and then they were able to figure it out. So I know that's challenging because it, it goes against, you know, um, many of our temperaments, um, but the biblical example is, and this is, this is when you know God is, is, is convinc convicted you and convinced. It's not like just any general decisions, you know, like, should I have pizza or should I have pasta today? It, it, it's not, it's not about that. It's not about preferences. It's not about decisions. 
it's about obedience and disobedience. And, um, and I realized that the proper way is to obey God. And when, when God's people obey God, that's when good things happen. And then you can figure it out. So don't even try figuring things out until you obey. Um, but, uh, what happened is I think, uh, Israelites and they, they, um, figured it out and say, well, you know, God is invisible. He doesn't exist. You know, um, let's make up, make idols and let's worship them because we can see them. <clears throat> but anyways, I, I was just sitting on that for a while about what happened if they didn't obey. But going back, <clears throat> as I wrap up, going back to this impressive list of suffering and, and all the plagues and just the uh, locusts and the death of the firstborn. But then just as, also impressive list is how God took, um, provided for them and, um, you know, provided quail, manna, water, uh, that it flowed and, uh, just, an, an, you know, so impressive lists. And then, um, in verse uh, 42, um, this is what, if it was a movie, I think it was, would be the climax. It'd be where tears come, you know, crying comes. It's verse 42 because but he remembered his covenant uh, that he made to Abraham. So it starts out, I forget what verse early on in the beginning of the psalm. Um, oh, verse 8. So he remembers his covenant, right? So if you look at a story or a movie, he remembers his covenant, and then all of this crazy, nasty suffering and darkness and problems and pain happen. You know, so it's like bookend. The covenant is bookend. Uh, he remembers his covenant, all this bad stuff happens, but he remembers his covenant and it ends well. And, um, my thoughts are just, and, and then it ends, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. My thoughts are like, that's, that's the season we're in right now. Not only specifically coronavirus, but I think season of life, um, it's bookend. You know, he is promised and, and he's faithful, but in the middle, you know, it's just craziness, suffering, difficulty, stress, pain. Uh, sorrow, um, loss, um, but it will end well. And because he, he, he's faithful to his covenant, he'll, he remembers his covenant. And that's not only the journey of the Israelites, that's our journey as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know if anybody has any other thoughts or reflections of the psalm. Um, go ahead and, and share with us.